Welcome to Well Said, the official storytelling podcast from the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. If you took a stroll by McKeever Residence Hall here at Carolina, you'd see a beautiful stream filled with budding persimmon and echinacea plants, and you may even be able to spot a frog. But it wasn't always this peaceful behind McKeever. In fact, it wasn't even supposed to be a stream at all. It used to be wet, just wet. That not-so-pretty type of swamp that would never drain, all thanks to a buried pipe and the natural path of rainwater. Sally Hoyt, stormwater engineer with Carolina's Energy Services, is going to tell us how we went from a swamp to a beautiful landscape thanks to an innovative restoration project in 2016. So before the project started, the the landscape was basically turf and trees. So there was some grass um, kind of in a, a gentle valley, and there was some trees in the area. Although actually a lot of those trees were at the end of their life cycle. And actually between when we initially did a survey of the of the area and when we went to construction, several of the trees had to be removed because of they were dying and had limbs falling and that sort of thing. Sally and her team in energy services are constantly on the lookout for water restoration project opportunities at Carolina. And the field behind McKeever Hall was deemed a priority due to the location, topography, and opportunity to restore land to its natural state, thanks to a process called daylighting. There's a lot of benefits to this stream daylighting method, um, which is the, the technical term for it is regenerative stormwater conveyance. And it's kind of a hybrid between the fields of stormwater management and stream restoration. But daylighting isn't always cut and dry. There were several different options to restore Battle Grove. That's what the stream behind McGeever Hall is called. And so the team at Carolina took some time to consider what the best solution was. In stormwater management, you often use um, constructed wetlands to settle particles that have pollutants attached to them and have plants that do some vegetative uptake of nutrients and um, to slow down the water. And then in stream restoration, you're often taking an eroded stream and stabilizing it and creating a natural pool riffle pattern. And so this was a hybrid where we have pools and we have riffles, but those pools are designed as wetland cells. So they're planted with wetland plants and they're actually designed for water to seep from one pool to the next because underneath the stone that makes up the riffle is a mixture of sand and wood chips that allows seepage, and as the water seeps through it, it is providing some treatment. Folks in our department talked about it. We talked about it with with some experts who were working for the university. We talked about it with some stakeholders in other departments, and we came up with, with this technique as being an exciting hybrid that, that got us the habitat benefits and the stormwater benefits, as well as as a university, we like to have our work be tied in with research and we like to pilot new things. And this new technique, designing pools as wetlands in order for the water to seep from one to the next, thanks to that sand mixture at the bottom, it wasn't just new for us here at Carolina. Battle Grove is the first of only five sites in North Carolina to implement this strategy. I would say this is the first project of its kind at UNC. What is unique about Battle Grove is that we were improving water quality and treating stormwater for the sake of treating the stormwater and not to offset 
any new development. So we have some other really cool stormwater control practices on the campus, um, but those were all built in conjunction with new development. In 2014, Carolina was awarded a grant by the North Carolina 319 program, which supports watershed restoration projects in the state. When the grant was awarded, the design phase began and construction started in 2016. It, it was not, not a particularly long construction process. After the initial construction was done in terms of removing the pipe and creating these pools, our UNC grounds department was responsible for doing the planting. And this project would not be the success that it is without the grounds department. They really adopted this site. Remember how Sally described the idea for the new system? It was a hybrid solution, and the pools of water were designed to seep from one to the other when it rained. That meant if it wasn't raining, the land would be dry. And that's not what happened. <laughs> uh, it turns out the groundwater... Um, actually, the groundwater table actually rose in response to this project, which it turns out is something that happens with stream daylighting. And so there, there is constantly water in this system. There's a, there's a tiny bit of base flow through the stream uh, where it's connected to the groundwater. And so the, the pools are, are always full of water. So that was definitely unexpected, but it, it um, has created that aquatic habitat. So even though the project didn't go exactly as planned, now there's an entirely new ecosystem thriving next to McEver Hall, filled with frogs and dragonflies and even fruiting plants. So the project ties in with the Edible Campus Initiative in that we, um, in addition to planting all native plants at the site, we also selected some plants that um, are fruiting. So in the long run, we'll have pawpaws and persimmons there, and elderberries are coming. We're actually really excited about how wildlife has taken to this site. I think it makes it, um, the fact that we've been able to create that, and especially create that where it didn't exist before, where it was just a pipe stream, is really exciting. And it also provides this opportunity for people who come to visit the site to catch tadpoles and look for macroinvertebrates. And um, we have some folks who are looking, you know, identifying the varieties of dragonfly species that visit the site. There's a lot of different birds that have been there. There's, there's some interesting opportunities for citizen science. And the benefits of the Battle Grove Restoration Project stretch far beyond Carolina's campus. Improving the quality of our stormwater is important because it flows downstream and it flows down to places where we, like Jordan Lake, where we recreate and swim, where we go fishing, where we, if you live in Cary, drink the water. So we, we want to preserve that water quality for those human benefits as well as for the ecological benefits of, of having a whole ecosystem, and including those, um, those small aquatic insects that are part of the food chain. Projects like this one at Battle Grove support an important initiative at Carolina, Three Zeros, launched by Chancellor Carol Folt in fall 2016. With this new charge, we're moving toward, well, three zeros. That's zero water use, zero waste to landfills, and net zero greenhouse gases. One of the principles of the Three Zeros initiative is to use the campus as a living learning lab. 
I think the, that having the Battle Grove site on campus has given us a, a destination to talk about stormwater and to talk about water quality on our campus. And it will be a, a window into talking about the things we're talking about today on this podcast in terms of what, what is the importance of improving water quality and how do you go about identifying these projects and putting them into practice. So I think that it is fulfilling that goal of being a living learning lab because it's always more interesting to go see something. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Well Said, the official storytelling podcast from the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. If you're interested in learning more about the Battle Grove Restoration Project and our Three Zeros initiative, visit threezeros.unc.edu. That's T-H-R-E-E-Z-E-R-O-S dot U-N-C dot E-D-U. You can also visit our website, unc.edu, for more information. Do you have an idea for an upcoming episode of Well Said? Send us a tweet at UNC, or you can shoot us an email at wellsaid at unc.edu. You can find Well Said wherever you get podcasts, so we hope you'll subscribe and leave us a review. See you next week.